we've talked World Cup cricket, oh. just gone. We've talked a bit of AFLW finals coming yeah. up, but cool. let's talk about something really exciting. Go on, what is it? <laughs> on the back of Live in Adelaide oh. last year, is or this year, is this not going to be one of the greatest events of the year? Of the golf tournament. I mean, it's incredible how, how talented Australia is a golfer. Again, like and it's, the, it's another way. Not that, just the crowd participation support. The, the the young people are into it. The older people are still into it. It's just gone, and well, the stars are here. They, they are here, and we've got one of them on the phone actually. Uh, the, one of the media ah. mega stars, but he was also a pro golfer in his own right. And what a what a gun he was at that. Uh, and he joined us, and that's Mark Ellen. G'day, Marco. G'day, Jack. G'day, Was. Mate, you, you ski bikes sound excited as I am for the Australian PGA to kick away at Royal Queensland. Well, tell us it's, it's oh. a golden, another golden wave of Australian golfers, and they're all in they're Queensland. They're all here. They're all in Brisbane. They're all ready uh, and set up to play. So it's going to be yeah. a great weekend. Yeah, you betcha. Jonathan Vegas is coming from the States as well, and Rob McIntyre, who played in the Ryder Cup, the yes. Ryder Cup team. So uh, you got a couple of internationals that are worth buying a ticket for as well. But, you know, when Cam Smith is playing at Queensland, he's the defending champion. Um, it's going to be hard to see him if you get to the golf course, I reckon. But if it, if it is hard to see Cameron Smith, then you also got Adam Scott. You've got Minwoo Lee, who's a superstar. You've got Mark Leishman, who's always good fun to watch. I mean, you, you won't find too many people in the world hit the ball better than Mark Leishman. And then you've got some of the young blokes coming through as well. You know, you've got uh, David Michaluzzi uh, and all the guys that have been playing on the weekends that you might have been watching on the telly just recently. Just you know, the, the Challenger PGA Tour of Australasia is flying at the moment mm. um, and I reckon I reckon we're going to see some enormous crowds in Brisbane because the weather for the four days is perfect oh we couldn't ask for more are, are we expecting given us the PGA are we still expecting that that crowd participation that's similar to to what we got at live uh, I, I think so look they've got a party hole I don't reckon, uh, yeah, and it did look good on the TV, but I don't reckon you're going to get the, you know, whoa, yeah. whoa, every time they have a practice swing. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't reckon they'll be throwing, oh, maybe if someone has a hole in one, you know, they might get covered with the beer cups. But the party hole is as big as it's going to get, and it's, you know, it's obviously going to be a big focus um, uh, this week. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I reckon... I reckon most of the players don't mind it now. Yeah. You know, they know it's part of it. And if you if you if you're going out and you want to have a few drinks and you want to park yourself there for a little bit, it would be a hell of a lot of fun. And I mean, you've been around golf for a while. Obviously, oh, it's a silly question, but you'd enjoy that the way that golf's going and the way it's viewed now. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I, 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 I would like it. You know, if it was the Australian Open and I was in there and I want to win the Australian Open. I would probably say no, <laughs> but, but but if I'm if it's round one and two and everything's cruisy, then yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to participate. I hope they do the you you with your practice week, I, I, all that sort of stuff. I th- I think it would be good fun, but I, you know, you'll never see that in the majors. You'll never see that in the real biggies. But you know, I shouldn't say that because we just saw the DP World Tour finish up last week. It was the season ender, um, and uh, it's, it's an enormous event. You know, all the best players. But this week is week one of the DP World Tour. So these days, Australian PGA and the Australian Open are both part of the DP World Tour. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's great to see the big names up there. But you know what I'm really hoping for? I'm hoping for somebody who doesn't have a job on the, you know, in the world of golf at the moment, someone who, who isn't linked up to one of the biggest tours in the world. If they win this week, then they've got themselves a big job. You know, they've got, they're, they're going to be playing for, you know, basically 2 million euros a week. Um, and playing with some of the best players in the world. So I'm really looking forward to some of the young players getting up there and getting a sniff of maybe taking away this big trophy because it means so much more to them than it does to Adam Scott or, or Cameron Smith or even Minwoo Lee. You know, the, the, these guys are all top 50 players in the world. Uh, Cam Smith's in live. Uh, Adam Scott, he doesn't care. He can, he's got a golden ticket these days. He mm. can play whenever he wants. But, you know, for some of the young guys coming through, I'd love them to win one. Well, have you, have you got a name that uh, we might just see pop up? Uh, well, look, look, look there, there, there are so many young players who are back. Uh, who can I say? Oh, look, I won't pick one out. I won't pick one out. I won't pick one out. But but what, what what I do want what I do want is I want to see as many of them as possible up near the top. That'd be great. Uh, tell us about Royal Queensland Golf Club. Have you have you played it before? And uh, what do we what do we expect from it? Well, it's it's I've played Royal Queensland, but I played the old one. Ah. I played the old one where you actually hit underneath a bridge. You know, <laughs> when the story bridge goes over the golf course. And once upon a time, you used to actually hit under the bridge. It was quite amazing. I remember a hundred years ago, it was a junior state series. So, look, this is 1986. It was a different time, boys. It was a different time. But I I, I stood there and watched Bradley Hughes hit a golf ball over the bridge in the middle of the traffic coming into town. (laughs) Just went straight over it. So... I reckon that, you know, back in those days we were using persimmon clubs, you know, wooden clubs, wooden drivers. So I reckon these days, if they kept the course the way it was, you know, every second bloke would be doing it with their five wood probably or their, their three wood. So they've changed the golf course up a bit. Um, it does look better than it used to be. I mean, it, it, was, it was always a bit rough. Even though it's got Royal Queensland, it's got the moniker, it was always a little bit rough. But they tell me... And from what I've seen, it's much, much better than it used to be. But then the greens are as good as I'll get for the grainy Queensland greens. Um, and you, you know what happens at this golf course? Usually the best players um, get towards the top. So it's always a, a ripping leaderboard by by Sunday afternoon. Yeah, no, oh, well, sure. Well, that's it. Cameron Smith, I mean, he's had an amazing, you know, sort of career so far. Again, reigning champ. But do we just expect him to, to claim it again? Or Min Woo Lee? Yeah. Or what do we, what do we have? We thinking? Yeah, well, look, you, you should expect Cameron Smith to win. But in saying that, um, you know, Min Woo Lee, I, I think he's the next superstar, not just Australian golf. Uh, they yeah. absolutely love him over in the States. You know, they love him. Yeah. He gets big crowds, he hits the ball a million miles. Um, he's a little smart aleck too, which I kind of love. <laughs> you know, when he talks or if you follow him on the uh, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever he's doing, he's probably on TikTok, who knows. But if you, if, if you watch what he does, he's a little smart ass in a really nice way. You know, so... Um, I think he's going to have a big crowd, and yeah, you know, he'd be he'd be a good one to win. Um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he did. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if, if Adam Scott does because it's it's a hitter's golf course, and Adam Scott still to this day, is, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch him hit the golf ball, it's it's you know the, the amount of 
the wind, the wind from the driver when it goes through impact almost sucks you over the ropes. He's going so hard. It's incredible. And he's in, he's in really good form. They are all in good form. But if we're speaking of uh, of Lee, uh, he's got a fair sibling that's running around as well, and she's just won the Greg Norman Award. Yeah, she won the Greg Norman Award, which is the best performer of the year, and it's based on you know uh, I think she's had a. Look, she's won a handful of tournaments this year, including a major. So, I mean, she's she's she is a star, mm. uh, Minji, an absolute star. And, and you know what I love about her story? She got over there and she realised that she didn't hit the ball as far as she needed to to be dominant. So she didn't change her swing. And, you know, so many uh, of the best professionals in the world have tried to change their swing to chase... Uh, 20 yards or 20 you know, 20 metres off the tee. And that's always been a disaster. Minji went to the gym and she started deadlifting. She got her, she got her, uh, you know, she, her ass is much stronger and her thighs are strong now. Her core is super strong uh, as well as, you know, just the upper body strength. And just through her gym work, she put on 20 metres. Now, I love that about mm. any sports person to where they do the extra to get the most out of themselves. And Minji Lee did it about, you know, two or three years ago. Um, I don't know what it is about the girls, but most of the girls, they play until they're about 33 and that'll do them. You know, they're pretty much cooked. I think it's because they um, they develop so early. You know, if you're any good in golf and you're a female, you know by the time you're 16 and you whizzed around the world and, you know, that's exactly what's happened to Minji Lee. So, yep. yeah, what is she? She's 27 or something like that, 28. So I think she's got five years left and I think she'll win. You know, I think she's going to win a handful of majors by the time she's done. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if she if she doesn't win six or seven majors by the time she's done. She's that good and it swings that good and the temperament's right. So watch out for Minji Lee next week uh, at the Australian Open at the Australian and the Lakes Golf Club. Well, it's all it's all happening, but Australian golf's in a very very good place at the moment. Yep, 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 yep. and that, that's because of the, more pathways have opened up. If you go back four or five years, mm-hmm. I was complaining. I was at the front of the queue. Our, our kids didn't get a pathway, and and you know when you take the Australian peso uh, to the northern hemisphere. It lasts you two minutes, you know. Yeah. So, what was really, really difficult is our kids would go over there and try and qualify in tournaments. They'd be coming home in six weeks with their tail between their legs, um, and and their credit cards completely maxed out. And and that's you know that really hurts you in professional golf. So. What the PGA have done is they've created more pathways with the DP World Tour. They're not finished yet, and we're going to get better and better. So hopefully one day, you know, the West Australian and the West, West Australian PGA, hopefully one day, in my world, if I, this is what I'd be pushing for, we'd want them to be part of the Challenge Tour, which is the seconds of the European Tour. And, and all of our small events, all the ones you might have been watching on Foxtel where I've been commentating, um, if all those tournaments or most of those tournaments become challenge tour events, then, you know, if you win one of those and you're on the challenge tour and, you know, look, we've had six different winners so far, so we would have had six new players on the challenge tour. They're all good enough to get get over there and play, but they, they you can't send them over there and get them to qualify. Or, you know, you can't send them over there with two starts, then hope they play well. They've actually got to have a ticket, and the only way we can do that is to get our tournaments mm hooked up with the DP World Tour and then it all it'll all just fall into place once that happens. 
Do, do we see the future of Australian golf more tournaments here? I mean, I remember when I was growing up, there used to be like a full two months Mate. of it. Yeah, not kidding. Mate, yeah. when, I, when I turned pro in 1990, I think it was 23 events. Right, yeah. And, and probably and 10 of them were, you know, big TV events. Mm. And, you know, there were some in Asia and, you know, yeah, some, some smaller ones. But back, back in those days, it was... Yeah, it was still a mini tour, but it was the best mini tour in the whole world. So, you know, one here's an example of the pathways we used to have. Once once upon a time, I finished 13th on the order of merit, 13th, and that got me all the way to the last stage of the US Tour School. So that means if I played well in the six rounds, I get my US Tour card. If I don't play so well, then I get on the Corn Ferry Tour. It was called the Nike Tour back then. So that was from finishing 13th. Yeah, not from finishing top three, 13th. Yeah. And that's how I got over there. Yeah. And, and, you know, those pathways, they have dried up, but they are now starting to come back. And, and like I said, the people at the PGA at the moment, the people who are there, they've turned that ship around. And each year we seem to be getting more and more beautiful pathways, not so much to America, but, you know, that's, that's okay. They're getting pathways to the DP World Tour. And, and if you follow your golf closely, you'll know that the top 10 players on the DP World Tour are now fully exempt on the US Tour. So there's a chain to get mm. to the top. Yeah. And, and we've, just got to, we've just got to get ourselves more of that chain so that more players can start getting over there and play events. Well, is Uncle Greg going to have a say in that, or has he had his say? Uncle Greg's running the Live Tour, uh, and he's busy counting his cash at the moment. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You know, in saying that, Uncle Greg, Uncle Greg, or I think we call him the Great White Nudist these days. <laughs> he he he's got Australian golf at heart. Oh, absolutely. You know, he 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 does, and he's a long way away. But he truly wants Australian golf to be better and you know the, the, when, when he was there at live I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get two you know I, I think um, there'll be another one at, at Coolum at some stage maybe not this year um, but Adelaide's you know the Adelaide tournament that's going to be in April that was just mm. an enormous success mm. and, and this year you know it's already I think they sold more tickets in the first hour than they did for the first three weeks when the tickets first opened. Yep. So a huge success there in Adelaide. Fantastic. I mean, just uh, what's, what's a harder golf club to join? Was it Portsea or Royal Melbourne? <laughs> Depends if you've been the Premier of Victoria or not. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't laugh. Uh, that. You didn't have to well, laugh. Golf clubs, golf clubs, and you guys, you boys, would know this too. There've been many more. There've been lots and lots of people who don't get into the golf clubs, and one of the, it's not all about golf when you join a golf club, believe it or not. It's about being social as well. You know, they don't want people to come here and just to play by themselves. They want it to be a beautiful club, not just a beautiful golf course. So, a lot of people have that in mind. And look, if you're talking about Dan, you know, <laughs> I think he's about, I think he's about five, six, seven years away. You know, I think we all need to cool down here in Victoria. We just need to cool down, and hopefully, you know, time will heal all those wounds. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I hope so. Well, easy for you to laugh, mate. I would have loved to have seen you two years in lockdown and see how you went. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, my footy team won a premiership in that lockdown, so I mean, no, I had to bring it up. Half your luck. Half your luck. Look, um, Marco, we'll leave it there, buddy. Really appreciate you giving us some of your time and previewing a huge uh, weekend of uh, golf coming up at the in uh, in rural Queensland golf course. So, really appreciate your time, mate. Good lad. Uh, love talking about golf. Thanks for the invite. See ya. Thanks, Mark.
Fantastic. Mark Allen there, the former pro golfer and now media megastar.